Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Monday to you, Golden Eagle fans, from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. It's a brand new week of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson flying solo today. Michael Mergens producing for us in Hattiesburg. You know what we're going to talk about today. What a week. The Braves are in the World Series. The Saints play on Monday Night Football, and Southern Miss is headed to a new conference. Before we get into all that, as always, the first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue, located in a community near you, the hometown team, just outside Turtle Creek Mall in West Hattiesburg. Justin and his great crew cooking up the best meats anywhere. Lots of stuff uh, to go on this week. Lots of celebration for what we're going to talk about today. Let Dickie's cater your next tailgating and uh, next upcoming event. Dickie's Barbecue cooked here. Loved everywhere. Well, the whispers started, I don't know, six six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, and they have uh, gotten louder and louder and louder. It became apparent last week um, that Southern Miss was headed to the Sun Belt. Um, it gets confirmed late Friday afternoon, and then this morning, uh, emails go out, tweets uh, on the Southern Miss official uh, Twitter profile that will state that tomorrow there will be a press conference at 3.30 p.m., followed by a fan reception at 4.30 p.m. to celebrate Southern Miss headed to the Sun Belt Conference. A little later, we're going to talk to uh, Doug Schmott. He covers the Marshall Thundering Herd up in uh, West Virginia. We'll get that side of it, but let's uh, let's go to Golden Eagle land. Let's talk to Heath Hinton as we start this Monday. Heath joins us every Monday on the Eagle Hour. Heath from Big Gold Nation. And, Heath, we're here. It's official. Southern Miss headed to the Sun Belt. Uh, about as official as it is, and that's a statement from uh, Southern Miss and the Sun Belt, which is uh, happening tomorrow. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's a day that Southern Miss fans have been wanting for a long time, that's for sure. It really is. And, and so let's talk about, um, thankfully, you're going to spend a couple of uh, segments with us. Let's talk about first, in, in, in this first segment, you know, how we got here. And I, I really think, I mean, I, we were probably six weeks ago, everybody noticed that there was on a James Madison fan site. It was a, uh, I can't, I don't know if it was an, an official. You know, offshoot, like in the uh, the rivals of the twenty four seven fashion. But somebody suggesting that Old Dominion, James Madison, Marshall, and Southern Miss were headed to the Sun Belt. Um, we we thought for a long time that was just James Madison stirring up some some dust, stirring up some smoke. Last week it looked like Marshall uh, was coming with Southern Miss, and then all of a sudden, what has really been whispered the whole time, it, it comes true. Four teams headed to uh, the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt will become a fourteen team league. And uh, so, so Heath, really, what was whispered, you know, uh, back, I, I guess, late August, early September, has really come to pass now here in late October. Yeah, and I, I don't want to tap 
tap uh, let's see the big old nation on the shoulder, but you know, when James Madison put that out that night, we had heard that morning from somebody else that things were starting to happen. And uh, you know, it, it just started it kind of piggybacked all of the uh Texas OU situation. It all kind of started piggybacking off of them going to the SEC and then the Big 12 had to find schools, and the AAC had to find schools, and then Conference USA was left in a certain situation. And then the Sun Belt moved in, and it seems like uh, Gil and the president there at Sun Belt decided that, hey, this is a way of filling the footprint and kind of kind of put some damage to one of their competitions in Conference USA. They really did. And Conference USA now down to five schools. You have to have six uh, to participate as an FBS conference. We'll, we'll talk a little more about that later on. But Southern Miss with Marshall and Old Dominion. James Madison, of course, will have to make the, trans, uh, the transfer, the move up from the FCS to the FBS. Now, Heath, all of this uh, will take place not next year, but in 2023, correct? That's what I'm understanding. It's going to be 2023, so right now, Southern Miss fans, for the time being, are going to have to have one more season in Conference USA. And then after that, the move to the Sun Belt will happen. Uh, what I'm kind of interested to find out what the fees are, if they are, uh, how much they're going to be. I believe that somebody said $1.2 million, probably plus some home games. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to happen in 2023, and, you know, that's, not that far away, if you think about it, only about a season and a half. Let's talk about the timeline for a minute. It seems like you know everybody was waiting on the American to do their thing, and then I think the Sun Belt, really the teams that ended up in the AAC were, uh, and you can comment on this, uh, were, were almost like plan B for the Sun Belt. It seems as if the Sun Belt wanted uh, Marshall and, and uh, Southern Miss the, the entire time. But it was what put this on hold, really, was the AAC wanting teams from the Mountain West and uh, the Mountain West really held their own and, and uh, convinced those teams like Air Force and Colorado State to stay in the Mountain West. And so that, that's, I think that's what kind of pushed back the AAC, had to go back and regroup. But it seems as if the Sun Belt really knew who they wanted all along. They did. The Southern Miss, uh, from what I was told, was the Sun Belt safe plan. And the reason they wanted Southern Miss was to feel their footprint in. You look at their footprint, there's a big hole right in the middle of it with the state of Mississippi. They wanted that. They also wanted to recruit and ground in Mississippi and have a, you know, have a presence in that state, especially with football and baseball and basketball. So, uh, yeah, the Sun Belt already had Southern Miss, and for what I understand, Marshall earmarked if they wanted to go after those two schools. Old Dominion and James Madison, I think, were on the back end once the Sun Belt saw everything unfold. They're like, wait a minute, we can maybe. Uh, Press Conference USA take a couple of their bowl bids away from them with moving Old Dominion and then James Madison in. Because that really damages Conference USA and makes them have to go down to FCS level to even add schools right now. So uh, I think it was a situation where it started with Southern Miss, started with Marshall, and then once they saw it, you know, not a fatal blow, but a, you know, a punch to the gut of Conference USA, they said, hey, we can do this get some of those bold bids, and make this an even stronger conference going forward. I was thinking today, um, I was 12 years old when Southern Miss entered Conference USA. So literally half a cent or quarter of a century later, 
Southern Miss is leaving Conference USA. It's kind of hard to fathom, you know, not being in it. But I mean, let, let's talk about in, how big a day is this, Heath? Kind of perspective-wise, just for a moment. Like, what does this mean for Southern Miss athletics going forward? Is this the biggest news in Southern Miss overall in Southern Miss uh, football history or or athletic history in the last twenty-five years? It could be. I will say this: what it means for Southern Miss is stability. Whatever you want to say about Conference USA, there was no stability in it. Uh, leadership was not stable. The schools coming in and out were not stable, besides Southern Miss being really the lone founding member. Uh, the Sun Belt has been stable because they've been able to keep their schools. Their schools are all uh, the same type. Maybe not the biggest fan bases, but very loyal. Not in the biggest cities. They do have a few, but not in cities the size of Birmingham or San Antonio. They just all fit together as one school and one group, and they've been able to hold together, play against each other, build on each other. You look at them now, and a lot of people say they're probably they might be the best group of five conference in America going forward. We shall see. We we shall see um, um, for sure. About a, about a minute and a half before uh, we we take a, a media break. So tomorrow. 3.30 press conference, 4.30 fan reception, being told uh, the, that the press conference will involve Dr. Bennett, Jeremy McLean, and, uh, and Keith Gill, the commissioner of the, of the Sun Belt Conference. How, how big is this, though? I mean, this just cements, uh, again, Jeremy McLean's his leadership ability, his connectiveness. Of course, he came out of the Sun Belt from Troy. Um, but uh, this is just such a, such a huge win for Jeremy McLean, too. It is, too, and this isn't something Jeremy's always said since he came to Southern Miss that he was always looking at a way to make Southern Miss better. If it meant whatever it meant, he was looking for a way. And I think, you know, he's been looking for something like this for a while to get Southern Miss more stable. I think it's a huge day for Southern Miss. I think it's a huge day. And you can't leave out Dr. Bennett, either. Dr. Bennett did some things behind the scenes, supposedly, that really helped. Uh, help this come to fruition. So Dr. Bennett was in on this. It's a huge day. It's right up there with, you know, maybe the founding of Conference USA. How big was that for Southern Miss uh, back in the uh, mid to late 90s? This may be right up there with that, Luke, uh, as far as statements go about the school. It's a huge day indeed. Press conference tomorrow at 3.30, fan uh, reception at 4.30 in the Trent Lott Center. So just an exciting overall day. For Southern Miss as uh, they get ready to make the transition from Conference USA uh, to the Sun Belt. What does all this mean going forward? We'll take a look at the Sun Belt, take a look at possibly uh, what the Golden Eagles are, are in for, look at maybe some the breakdowns of divisions, and uh, get some more with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Eagle Hour continues on a Monday right after this. Brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark on Artie Street in Hattiesburg. You can always shop at Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net 24-7, and they will ship your Southern Miss swag to your house. Campus Bookmark, proud sponsor 
of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, we continue our discussion with Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation as the Golden Eagles are set to begin the transition out of Conference USA to the Sun Belt, looking like that will take place in 2023. Coming up in our third segment, we'll talk to uh, Doug Schmock, who covered uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd on the beat for uh, for the Charlotte uh, Gazette and the Gazette Mail for about 17 years. It'll be interesting to see, get Doug's uh, perspective on the Marshall side. Uh, but we continue with Heath, and, uh, and Heath, looking at how this uh, this will lay out, you know, all indications uh, show that Marshall, Old Dominion, James Madison coming in. So the Sun Belt will now move. They're, they're already, uh, you know, a 12-team league, but Little Rock, Texas, Arlington moving out. And so with those three schools from the east coming in, looks like Troy would shift over to the west. And so now you would have Texas State, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Monroe, Arkansas State, South Alabama, Troy, and Southern Miss uh, in the West. And I tell you what, Heath, uh, that that is a that is a fun, fun, fun conference, especially for Golden Eagle fans. And I guess we should let, let's just get into it. The benefits immediately of going to the Sun Belt: more Golden Eagle fans can travel to more places. That and plus the cost of travel for Southern Miss as a whole. Think about it. You travel to have to go from El Paso, Texas to Miami, Florida, and up to Virginia. That's just a, that's a massive travel expense. The conference USA was spread out. The athletic department now, you've got five schools within 400 miles. How much cost is that going to, you know, you're not going to have to start a flight to almost every away game. You're going to be able to bus to a lot of those divisions. You look at it. Boy, South Alabama, Monroe, uh, those games are easily busted. Maybe even Lafayette. There's just such a massive cost reduction for the athletic program, which on top allows them to take that money and reinvest it into uh, the athletics as a whole. So, I mean, it's just a, it's a win-win for everybody. Not, not mentioning that the contract. TV contract for the Sun Belt is a lot better than anything Conference USA has had in the past four or five years. Really is, and when you look at just uh, look at how you know, closer, in some sense, this conference is. Really, the only plane ride you would have to take Texas State is in San Marcos, which is kind of in between Austin and San Antonio. Uh, Jonesboro is, is right north of Memphis, so yeah, you, you could see possibly going there. But like you said, Monroe, Lafayette, Mobile. Troy, Alabama, all bus trips. Uh, in the east, you would have Georgia Southern in Statesboro, which is right north of uh, Savannah. Georgia State in Atlanta. Coastal Carolina in uh, in Conway, which is right north of Myrtle Beach. Uh, App State in Boone. Uh, Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia. Old Dominion in Norfolk. And then James Madison in Harrisburg, Virginia, which is about an, uh, an hour north of Charlottesville. So... Uh, you know, Heath, I get excited about scheduling, and I'm looking at the 2023 Southern Miss football schedule at Florida State, Tulane at home, at Mississippi State, and then, of course, you would have Troy, South Al, Lafayette, Monroe, Arkansas State, Texas State, and you might have App State and Coastal Carolina. Man, what a schedule. That would be a, a pretty pretty impressive home schedule for Jeremy McLean, or just football schedule overall, but especially a home schedule for Jeremy McLean to sell tickets. And even in the future, you know, when Mississippi State comes to Hattiesburg, 
you throw, you could get App State to come here on, uh, on that, in that year, Coastal Carolina, you know, it's going to be better for ticket sales. It's going to be better for promotional reasons. Basketball, baseball, I mean, uh, Coach Barry is going to get to uh, coach against his uh, former assistant, Coach Federico, at uh, ULM. So, I mean, there's a lot of interesting storylines to uh, play around with this. They sure are. And, and, you know, you talk about – I think there's a good chance that Louisiana Tech will play Southern Miss in baseball and in some way or or another. We'll just have to wait and see how how that works. But, you know, we're already playing Lafayette um, next year. Jody Lott sends me a text reminding me of that. We're already playing Lafayette next year. And so – you know, no love lost between those two schools. We can pick up, you know, in conference right where we've left off with some other schools. All right. Uh, one of the benefits of going to the Sun Belt, it looks as like uh, Southern Miss will end up getting more revenue. Kind of uh, this was tossed around on a on a Georgia State board, and I know, Heath, you've seen this, but it seems as if ESPN, um, you know, wants wants the Sun Belt to succeed in, in the sense of you look at how many, how many people were there last week in Boone. The eyeballs of uh, that, that watch this and the Sun Belt's approaches, they've gone after fan bases, not necessarily media markets. And I think, you know, ESPN understands that. And so, kind of talk about, you know, possibly we, we don't have anything to concrete to go off of, but what's kind of being talked about out there, the type of revenue that Southern Miss might be able to get back in per year. Uh, this just thought we haven't had any, you know, anything from the schools or from the Sun Belt, but supposedly, uh, the new TV contract for the Sun Belt will be two million per school. Now, the current conference USA contract is one hundred forty thousand per school. So you're wow. talking just that's how much of an increase it is to move conferences. Uh, it's it's huge when you're talking trying to uh, build an indoor practice facility or upgrade different facilities when you got that type of money coming in, you can do it. Whereas Southern Miss in the past was all pretty much just based on we got to do uh, a, a tax or we've got to make sure our boosters pay for it. Now you've got some other type of revenue coming in that can help pay for some of that. That's how big that is. It's also big because the non-revenue sport, uh, that it helps them as well because it also gives them a little extra money to do things that they need to do with travel and stuff. So it's a win-win all the way around. You're talking money situation better. Shorter travel saves even more money. Uh, you can play those uh, pay games like with an Alabama or Mississippi State. How you know you almost got two million for that. I mean, it's Jeremy McLean's doing a great job of of really trying to set up Southern Miss financially going forward, and this is going to be a huge step in that. Just to uh, fill in the blanks for the East, in case people haven't seen it yet, of course, now Marshall, Old Dominion, James Madison will be in the East along with Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina, and then the two Georgia schools, um, Georgia Southern and Georgia State. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very, very, very exciting. And, I, you know, just to kind of go back to Conference USA, because we have been a part of them going on now, you know, 27 years, we'll end up, I think, be 27 full years that we were in Conference USA. Um, Conference USA now life support and uh, Heath. It just looks like you know in some ways they're just they're really desperate. They're going to have to go over some FCS programs that that are far different than what James Madison would bring to a conference. Yeah, you're talking uh, Carlton State. I've never heard of them. Supposedly they're making their first year to uh, FCS. The transition to FCS this year. 
because you're talking about them at New State, Sam Houston State. Um, you're going to have to fill those in. I feel bad for schools like Louisiana Tech. Um, that are still going to, you think about it, you know their TV contract's not going to be that good. They're still going to have to expand all that money to travel, but you got to stay in the conference because of automatic bids for football and baseball, and then even conferences, they will keep a few bowl bids, so those will be in place. So the schools that are stuck, they're still going to have to stay in there until something better happens, but you kind of feel bad for schools like Louisiana Tech who, or in the position that Southern Miss has been in a couple of times in conference cases. Yeah. Well, it's, it sure is exciting. About a minute left. A couple of notes. Uh, kind of tell us, you know, what you expect out of uh, out of football this week going up to Middle Tennessee Eagles, I think a 15-point underdog. I saw it. But then kind of surprising, uh, Shirty Robinson, Antoine Robinson, looks like he's hitting the portal now. Yeah, he's hitting the portal. I think he's had about 100 yards this season this year. Um, you know, it's... It, Sad, but you understand, you know, if the kid doesn't feel like he needs to be here, he needs to move on. Understandable, uh, opens up a scholarship. Uh, Coach Hall said that but there's going to be some guys that hit the portal. So, not, it's surprising, but not really surprising news. Uh, also, you know, you got two weeks to prepare for Middle Tennessee. What did they do in those two weeks off? Can the offensive line get better, uh, in a week off? Can they do things to, maybe stabilize uh, the offensive line going forward. We'll see. Sure, the defense play well enough, but it's all about the offense and what they can do. If they can put some points on the board, they can get themselves a pitch. Real quick, about 10 seconds. Jake Lang, think he'll, his ankle will allow him to start on Saturday? Uh, he's listed right now as a starter. I think we'll know more after Thompson's uh, season. But right now he's listed as a starter. So, uh, you know, with... It, Kevin Pittman going down, it's uh, Slim Pickens back there, so don't have that wildcat uh, situation to use with him. So we'll see. Heath, appreciate your time, man. Have a great day. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. That's Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, southernmiss.rivals.com. You can be an insider also. Sign up today. Hey, we're going to talk to somebody up in Marshall, Doug Smock, with the formerly of the uh, Charlotte Gazette, will join us. He was on the beat for Marshall for quite some time, and uh, we'll get the Marshall side of all this. The Southern Miss heads to the Sun Belt. Eagle Hour continues right after this. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on a brand new week, brand new horizon for Southern Miss as they get ready to make the transition to the Sunbelt Conference tomorrow. Press conference at 3.30 on campus. Fan reception at 4.30. Fan reception will be held in the Trent Lot Center on campus. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Monday night football tonight. Who dat's on? Taking on Seattle and former Southern Miss quarterback Austin Davis. So uh, a lot of good stuff going on at 4th Street. Of course, Braves in the World Series. That will start uh, tomorrow night, game one at 7 p.m. So who dat's tonight? Braves tomorrow and 4th Street will have it all there for you. Southern Miss headed to the Sun Belt and one of those teams coming with them, the Marshall Thundering Herd. Happy to have making his Eagle Hour debut, Doug Schmock, who was on the beat for the Marshall Thundering Herd for 17 seasons for the Charleston Gazette from 2002 to 2018 and 
tweets a lot about Marshall and has really uh, kind of uh, been on this ride as we've been looking towards uh, towards the Sun Belt. And, and Doug, I should say, several of our listeners said, hey, if you want somebody from Marshall, you need to go after Doug Schmock. And so here you are, brother. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Well, um, uh, good afternoon to everybody in Hattiesburg, and congratulations to Southern Miss. Uh, it's good move, good move. And I've been on Marshall uh, – I've been on Marshall pretty hard to go that same direction, and uh, I, I even uh, I even lobbied their interim AD because I've known him for he's been a Marshall for some time. He's worked for two ADs, and yeah, I lobbied him personally, <laughs> which yeah. I'm sure he appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> they always do. Southern Miss came in Conference USA in 1995. Marshall came uh, later, ten years later, in 2005, and. You know, down here, um, Doug, we were talking about like probably two months ago on a James Madison board. Kind of, you started hearing these four teams might be going to Sun Belt, and then it just appeared for a while that it was just going to be Marshall and Southern Miss. And then, of course, all that came about next week. And from the Marshall side of things, how did really this story evolve? I, uh, you know, kind of just popped up, and and people said, "Hey, well, you know, we're, we're tired of Conference USA." And, and I think that's been the sentiment uh, for the most part since the latest realignment. And they see Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina and uh, Georgia Southern, and, and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, this this is kind of like the Southern Conference again. We love to go to those places. And, and that kind of snowball just kind of rolled, and they see the better TV contract and, and you know, and, and then the AAC comes and makes their little raid. I don't know what they're thinking with four of those six choices. But anyway, uh, and, and, you know, I think most of the Marshall fans say, hey, let's go. Let's go to the Sun Belt. I think we'll enjoy this. Kind of the consensus down here was probably two football seasons, maybe three football seasons ago, it appears that the Sun Belt – you know, past Conference USA. Of course, when I was playing from 2001 to 2005 and when Marshall entered Conference USA, uh, you know, Cincinnati had just left, Louisville had just left, but you still had, you know, it was a great conference. And really when Conference USA uh, got its third wave in 2013, you started seeing the down down trajectory. And down here, probably around 18, we looked up and said, man, the Sun Belt's a better football conference. Is that kind of the way it's been in Huntington? Well, the Sun Belt started kicking the CUSA's rear end <laughs> yeah. on the field. I, I kind of, uh, I kind of rounded up those numbers. It's like nine and sixteen in the last three years since twenty eighteen. I mean, they're a better product on the field. No lie, straight up, no lie. They are a better product on the field, and that's what that's what Southern Miss is uh, leading the charge into. Talking to uh, Doug Schmock, who covered the Marshall Thundering Herd for the Charleston Gazette for 17 seasons to get the Marshall's take of this. And so up there, what's kind of the uh, the timeline on this? When will it become official, Doug? Well, the Board of Governors just couldn't, uh, just couldn't stand to uh, hit the button. So that Marshall's been picking a new president, and they're going to unveil him to the public Thursday. Hopefully they will pair that up with the announcement of going to the Sun Belt and just make it one real big day in Huntington. Uh, they wanted to they wanted to get the new president to get quote some input into the process. Now Marshall's got 
this is not an interim president currently serving at Marshall. He just happens to be on his way out. And he was supposed to be on his way out, like, next July. That that may be moved up, I hear, to the beginning of the new year. But that, that's the situation. You know, you, you kind of hope in the back of your mind that Marshall doesn't mess up a one-car funeral again and, and, and you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Un- understandable we have uh we've had down here our two of the top moments we we get that um for sure absolutely all right let's let's talk about it's interesting because troy will probably if this if all this goes through troy will slide over to the west and you really got three teams coming into the east what's kind of been the connection and what you've been hearing with old dominion and james madison you know coming in at the same time as marshall was that just sunbelt picked three different teams or was there any connection they went after those three maybe as a group I think they went through. I think they went for uh, ODU and JMU as a group. Now James Madison, we have thought for like the past decade that those guys are ready to go to the FBS, looking for their best opportunity, their best fit. I view Old Dominion as a very good fit. Uh, that is a big metropolitan area, one of the biggest without a major league sports franchise, if not the biggest. And, you know, it's a big Virginia Tech place, UVA to a lesser extent. But they they care about Old Dominion. Old Dominion brings a good basketball, as you may know. That's a good basketball school. And they've rebuilt their football stadium, got a big, uh, a a large student body. It's it's a real nice campus. It's it's a real good fit. And um, I was kind of excited they went along. I'm going to miss Western Kentucky, but... After that, nah, <laughs> there's not that many of the remaining members I'm going to miss, except UTEP. But they're so far out. They're so far out in the desert. We won't miss Western Kentucky because their fans fight our football players when we're playing uh, up there in in Kentucky. So we won't miss them at all. There's no love lost between Southern Miss, but but talk about it because you're in a unique position because you know we're. We're kind of the first, you're one of the furthest members away from Hattiesburg, but you know, you, you talked about James Madison and, and people, of course, the last decade have followed the success they've had in football. Um, they've just, you know, like you said, they've been ripe for there, but for maybe our listeners that don't know too much about James Madison, how could you fill in the blanks for them? Well, they're, uh, they're up I 81, that the I 81 corridor, they're in Northern Virginia. Uh, they're definitely not far from, well, they're not far from the state of West Virginia. They're a few hours from Huntington, not too bad. But they're in northern Virginia, very, very good population base. I'm sure they recruited the, the, uh, the D.C. suburbs very hard, and the state of Virginia in, in particular. They uh, got a very nice campus. I've got a relative that, that went there. Very nice school. Uh if they ever bring their band to Hattiesburg, you better make some room for them. That is a <laughs> big band. Our, they, they played playoff games against Marshall back in the 1AA days. <laughs> they got a big, good band. Uh, good athletic program. They got some exotic sports. They play field hockey and lacrosse there. But, uh, that's, that, that's a good addition. They And, and I thought they... They've got some budget things they need to shore up and get more donate get to add some donations, but they they've been ready for some time. It it just seems as if the Sun Belt took a they've taken a different leadership approach, whereas Conference USA now the AAC go after eyeballs, potential eyeballs we should say, 
where the Sun Belt has gone after guaranteed fans, and it seems as if that's what they're doing with this model. Maybe Old Dominion, maybe a, a, a smidgen, but the potential is there. But with Marshall, James Madison, and Southern Miss, you know what the floor is, and you know you have a passionate fan base. Do yourself a favor and go to Appalachian State when you get the chance. Yeah. That is a good – they were they had that fan base when uh, they were in the Southern Conference with Marshall. That was a great rivalry then, too. And uh, they outdrew Marshall until Marshall was able to build a real stadium. I mean, they that's, that's how established that little fan base is. And Boone, North Carolina is gorgeous. It's off the beaten path, but it's nice. Last uh, last question for you, Doug. About forty five um, seconds left. Um, the the fact that we're excited. I mean, we're we're just so excited. And of course, I think we're all thinking this is going to go down in in twenty twenty three. Um, your t- Marshall's been sixteen years. We've been twenty six years in in Conference USA. But it, just sometimes you need uh, fresh scenery, and it seems as if. Uh, the Sun Belt could possibly even pass the AAC in, in a couple years as the premier group of five conference. That's possible. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd hold off on that. But that's possible. That's possible. I mean, the AAC. When it, there are four choices, the AAC made that I can't fathom. I just can't see them taking Charlotte. I can't see them. I think North Texas wasn't ready. You know, maybe North Texas is ready, but Charlotte, come on. FAU's fan base is not that big, as you may well know. I mean, no. Yeah. There, there are bad choices there. Hey, one thing. Marshall's going to head there when you all get all the paperwork done. Southern Miss headed there. It's going to be a fun ride. And, Doug, we appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour today. Well, thanks for having me, man. It's Doug Schmock covered Marshall for 17 seasons for the Charleston Gazette. And uh, going to enjoy the ride. Marshall, our new buddy in the Sun Belt. Eagle Hour, last segment. Stick with us. Don't go anywhere. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Four segment. You know who brings it to you? DBAT and D1 training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Get outside in this great weather, but sometimes you need to go inside to train up, get instructed, hitting the cages at DBAT and D1 training. Proud sponsors. Of the Eagle Hour, it's Luke and Michael today. Kelly will be back tomorrow. Bob out the next couple weeks. If you missed that, uh, just be thinking of him and, and praying for him. Uh, he told us Friday that he's going, uh, having a medical procedure done, and he'll be out for a couple weeks. So I just pray for our buddy Bob Getty as he recovers. But Kelly Sander will be back tomorrow. He was actually in uh, in Ames, Iowa. He'll tell us a little more about that uh, tomorrow when, uh, Oak, when uh, Iowa State upset. Oklahoma State. So uh, Sander will bring us all the lowdown. He actually sent me a video. Uh, he was on the field. Um, I don't know how he got down there, but there was a lot of people there. And, and Kelly Sander on the field. He'll be back uh, tomorrow. But Michael and I um, today, a couple recaps and notes for you. Soccer, what do they do? They just keep winning. 
They were on the road at UTEP over the weekend and won two to nothing. Coach Mo's troops now in first place. Uh, continue to be in first place in the Conference USA West Division of soccer and all that's left between them and winning the West regular season championship is Thursday at home against UTSA. 3 p.m. kickoff, last home game of the season, last regular game of the season, and the Lady Eagles looking to close out uh, the West division right now. They are 4-1-2 and two overall in the Division 8-3-2 and two so far in the regular season. They've got a game-and-a-half lead over Rice. Rice is 4-3, and three, Southern Miss 4-1-2. and two. So uh, Lady Eagles getting ready for a 3 p.m. kick against UTSA this Thursday. They defeat UTEP on Friday 2 to nothing. Women's volleyball drops a, a, a match, and they fall to 10-14 and 14 on the season. They drop two matches out at Rice. They will get ready for their last regular season conference series as they go to Louisiana Tech, or I'm sorry, as Louisiana Tech comes to Hattiesburg. So home game at 6 p.m. Friday and at 2 p.m. Saturday. Those are free at Mission. Golf is out at the battle at Black Creek. In Chattanooga, sponsored by Chattanooga, Southern Miss men right now, 12th overall. Robbie Ladder tied for 20th. Golden Eagles have two golfers inside uh, the top 20. They are shooting as a team today. Three over, and, uh, of course, they'll shoot today and then have another round um, tomorrow. Conference USA action from this past weekend. Florida Atlantic defeated Charlotte Thursday, 38-9. to Middle Tennessee blew out UConn. That's the Golden Eagles opponent this week. Uh, Middle Tennessee beat UConn 44 to 13 on Saturday. UTSA, in a dominating way, uh, continues to be undefeated. They're eight and zero, ranked 24th in the country. They blew out Louisiana Tech in Ruston 45 to 16. Rice with the big upset. They took down UAB in Birmingham. Rice won 30 to 24. Liberty defeated North Texas by nine in Denton 35 to 26. And Western Kentucky went down to Miami, took care of business, defeated Florida International 34 to 19. All right, Michael Morgans. Um, I know uh, your wife has basically converted you over to to a hoodat, and I'm thankful for that. But not 100. percent Even though I was a hoodat when I moved down here, though, because of Mike Ditka coaching. Yeah, and I followed him wherever he was going to go. So you, I know you warned me, and I just did it anyway. I had a, I had a fantasy football, and I drafted Justin Fields in our college draft, and. Lance was out. Josh Allen's my normal quarterback. Uh, he, he was off. So what did I do? I started um, Justin Fields yesterday uh, against the Bucks, and it did not work out for them, and it did not work out for my fantasy team. Yep. Aren't you glad it's fantasy? <laughs> but but it's real. The reality you, is you're the real Bears fan. I know, I know. But at the same time, it's it's same story, different day. I, you know, I can identify with you because I've been a Cubs fan, and uh, Saints are, have been good the last you know fifteen years or so. But growing up, I didn't own a paper bag, but but I wore them. But I mean, <laughs> is, is there a point with the Chicago Bears fans that that you just say this is it, and we're going to cheer no matter what? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, it, and it's not accepting mediocrity; it's just knowing that someday things will improve. You just got to stick with it. When you choose your team, you stick with them and look at all those saints fans and what happened and the success that uh, they even had post super bowl. Uh, 
that's just I, I wish more people would do that instead of fairweather fans, whoever's winning or got the coolest jersey or that star player. You pick your team, you stick with it. And as a, and a White Sox fan, too, uh, I was really looking forward to the fall most of the summer as a White Sox fan. That didn't happen. And, and they, they just went out quick. Yeah, very quick. A lot quicker than I expected. But you just you got to stick with it. You got to stay that that fan that you claim to be from the start. And I think that integrity means a lot more oftentimes than picking that winner. You stick with the Bears. I don't think the Bears are going to stick with their head coach after this season. No, they will probably no. be be looking for someone. Hey, Hudats play tonight, taking on uh, Seahawks. Austin Davis, of course, without Russell Wilson, but they're at home. Saints are a four-point favorite up in the Northwest. That game tonight, 7-15. You can catch it at 4th Street. Appreciate all our sponsors. Appreciate you, our listeners. Hey, we're headed to the Sun Belt. Big press conference tomorrow. We'll catch you tomorrow. Sander will be back joining us. And as always, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.